Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Good morning, everybody. Well, it's morning here, as usual. Um, just want to say hello to Matt. How are you, buddy? Hello, Neil. This is my co-host, Matt co- Koenig. Co-host, Matt. Yep. He's um was going to play basketball last night at 10 p.m. Can you believe that? 10 p.m. Ridiculous. That's, a, that's a, a great time yeah. to play sport. So were you happy that your game was forfeited or not? Well, it was the first win for the season for my oh. team. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the plus side. Because the other team forfeited, not my team this time. So that's good. You know? yeah. uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Did I pl- you get MVP? I, I played well. Yeah, good. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 10 p.m. That's a good time to, to play an hour's long game of sport. Um, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Certainly helps with, with sleep when you get home. And Yeah, true. Yeah. True, true. Well, we had a um, message on the weekend about serving. We're we're sort of looking at um, in the church over the next few weeks. I don't know promoting that, but one of the things that I don't want to do is make people feel compelled, as in grudgingly wanting to do or having to do something that they don't really want to do. Yeah, and that's always a bit of a balance, I think, in the Christian life, like with everything, like with your giving, with your serving, with whatever it might be. That sometimes there's this feeling that a lot of people have that they're only doing it because they have to. And yeah. so I wanted to look at what is the attitude that a worshipful servant has. Mm. Um, and we're all called to serve one another, wouldn't you agree, Matt? Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and it's about everyone working together. So I was uh, thinking about the show that we have on TV here sometimes called 60 Minute Makeover. And... They'd go into a house and do it up in 60 minutes. So they'd have this plan. But when you looked at the show, there's like, there's a lot of work to do. But then you'd see there was like about 100 people in the house doing it. And the idea was that they totally transformed the house in one hour. And um, yeah, I was like, that's exactly how it should be that we're all pitching in uh, for the kingdom of God, working together without people taking too much weight so that no one becomes exhausted, uh, because that can happen as well. Mm. Um, I'm sure you've probably been in the, in the exhausted state before, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doing too much? Doing too much. Um, doing too much of the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, trying to keep control of things that, you know, maybe other people need to help me out with. So that, I think that's, a, that's another mm. thing with that as well, like just... You know, we all need to be doing stuff together, and and sometimes we can be in a place of no, this is this is mine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, and no one else is allowed to do it, and and so yep. we we end up in that place of exhaustion because we're not allowing other people to help out too. So, mm. you know, that's a that's another part of that. But you know, you're absolutely right. You know, getting getting together, all doing something for that that common purpose, and that and um, you know that that common theme. We we work so much better together when we're we're all doing something for the the same cause yeah um yeah that's it yeah so it's really trying to to um like i wanted to sort of point out some of the the attributes you'll see in the servant that's not actually in a worshipful state and what i've sort of discovered over the years is if people do things grudgingly it blesses absolutely nobody it doesn't bless god because mm. um, because you're not really wanting to do it so it doesn't bless the people you're serving because you're always going to be whinging and complaining about something or, you know, it's not fun, you're not actually serving in love. And it doesn't bless you either because you can often get a bit of heart yeah. and angry towards other people because you feel like um, 
you know, you're the one who's doing everything and no one else is doing anything. And actually that is quite a common thing that you hear from people is when they get into some sort of ministry or just helping around the place, they don't see people doing what they're doing. And so the, the automatic thing is nobody's doing anything. Yeah. And it's actually not true. No, that's right. Um, it's just they're not doing that. And um, just noticing different people who serve and, and how there's some people that seem to serve and it's never trouble. Yeah. And they're never sad, they're never angry, but they just do it with this such a joyful heart. And why is it different? They can do the same task as someone else, but they don't care. In fact, they often do more. Yeah. And it really comes back to the heart attitude of the people so firstly, I guess it was, um, we have to understand, first of all, that we are serving God. Um, so I was just going to read from Luke twelve forty-two to 47, and then just go through a list of, I think I had eight things mm. on the weekend that makes us like, or things that you'll notice in a good servant. Yeah. And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while? He begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. So I guess it's you know a bit of a wake-up call for us to understand, first of all, that we are in the service of the King of Kings. Mm. And he does reward and he does punish. Like, yep. But it's it's like knowing what the master wants and not doing it and so really as we're going through this year, I've talked about that turning around, but just to have a look back at ourselves and go, am I actually living for God anymore? Or am I like the unfaithful servant that's like, oh, he's not here. I'll just party and get drunk yeah, and not actually take any responsibility um, for it. All right. So number one, a worshipful servant doesn't do things grudgingly. Um, and this is, true in giving as well like when yep. we see that in the bible yep. um it says don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for god loves a person who gives cheerfully um and at the start of that verse this is in second corinthians chapter nine um, when he's talking about giving gifts he says i want it to be a willing gift not one giving grudgingly so I think that's the first thing that I notice is when you're going to do it, don't be grudging about it. Yeah. 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 I think the, the key thing in that too is like you were saying before, you know, it affects everything. Mm. You know, it doesn't just impact you and your attitude, but it, you know, it's like a, you know, like, like even like, it, you know, I'm just reminded of that, that bitter spring, you know, yeah. that, it, that it affects the taste of everything, even if you don't realize what you're doing. Yeah. Um. You know, it, the attitude affects everyone around you, and and that can have, you know, it, it not only impacts you. I guess is you know that's the really key thing. Is it's mm. more it's it's bigger than ourselves when we're when we're doing stuff that. Yep. You know, if we have that if we have that grudging attitude, it it permeates everything and and can have significant impact. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, and you're not doing it with all your heart, are you? You're no, that's right. Doing it sloppy and. Yeah, mm. and I think too, like when you said that, I was just thinking about 
say you you know you, you lead the music team and yeah. and um they lead us all in worship and it's like if you had someone in that team that's just like doesn't want to be there and you know it for the first time they arrive in the morning and they're you know causing problems and arguing and complaining with everyone at the start of the service and then um you get into the service it would affect everyone and that yeah. then affects the congregational worship doesn't it it does it does yeah i mean without even saying things you can you can recognize the impact that it has because you know if someone's coming in and they're they're upset they're angry they're whatever that immediately impacts everyone else's attitude yeah which is you know thankfully most of the time you know god steps in and 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 does what he needs to do to to make it so that it doesn't impact but yep you know there is that you know it would be great if we didn't have to have god step in to to fix that problem and and he can step in and do the things that he's actually wanting to do you know and and yep. but yeah so that's something that you know particularly in a in a ministry like worship where it's up front and it and it you know that's the i guess the the preparation ground for the word and and just you know it it can really have significant impact if we're coming in with the wrong attitude yeah um, and so that's you know as as leader of that worship team i'm i'm you know that's something we work really hard on is is making sure that our hearts are in the right place that we come prepared and and you know that's something that i think we all need to do as as members of the church body is when we're you know when we get out of bed in the morning for for sunday service or whatever it is that that you know we have that attitude of this this time is is dedicated to coming together with god and where's my heart at and what's my focus and yep you know and as you in the car coming coming here to this place or, or wherever you might be gathering you know to to really be focusing on the fact that we're coming into the presence of God and and you know what's my attitude like and how is that going to impact mm. the people around me. Yeah. That's exactly right. And yeah. I think you know when you look at the end of that verse about people giving it says for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Yeah. And for me it's like when and that loves obviously God loves everyone, we know that. Yeah. But in terms of that love it's like he takes delight in those that are giving cheerfully and I, I'd love to be that person, not the other one, where God's just looking at you going, What the heck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> secondly, uh serving in humility. One Peter five, verse five, at the end of that verse it says, And all of you serve each other in humility, for God opposes the proud, but favours the humble. Mm. Um yeah, what do you reckon about that one, Matt? Oh yeah. Well I, I am very humble. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As as Moses said. Uh, <laughs> the most humble man. Most man. Humble, humble man. But yeah. um again, you know, everything that we do it's is not about us. It's about um, you know, serving God and, and making sure that he can do what he needs to do in in the people's lives that we interact with and, and even in our own lives, you know, and Yep. And so it, again a dangerous place that we can be in if we're if we're doing things purely for the reward that that we're going to get from from other people, you know, oh, you know, thanks so much for for cleaning the toilet. Yeah. You know, thanks. You know, and and that's that's the driving force behind why we're doing something. Then then again, that's the the wrong attitude. Yeah. You know. Um, yep. Yeah. And so, like that humility, I think serving each other in humility doesn't. So this is where we're different to the world, obviously. Hopefully mm. the world system, which Jesus said, is where, you know, those who are in authority lord it over the ones that aren't. Yeah. But in his kingdom, it's different that we serve one another in humility. Yes. So it ends up being really amazing because even a leader will serve the ones that are under him mm. or her. And um, those that are, that are there, 
that that are um, not in the authority in that case also serve with humility that no one's better than anyone else. No, that's right. And so, you know, I think what happens with pride is that you exalt yourself above everyone else and it makes you a terrible leader for a start. Yeah. But also it stops you serving well because you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm above this. You know, that should be their job. In other words, you actually um, have an opinion about someone else. And again, thinking about God. So in these verses already, God loves you when you give cheerfully. He loves it. Yeah. And here, if you're going to be proud in your service, God's going to oppose you. Now, I don't really want to be opposed by God. No. Um, But then his favor falls on the humble. So if you want a bit more of God's favor in your life, serve with humility. Yep. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Next one is (laughs) one that's uh, pretty common about complaining and arguing. A worshipful servant doesn't complain and argue about everything. And it doesn't mean not picking up if there's changes needed, etc. But mm. complaint and arguing are often, you know, not productive at all. Yeah. Um, and it's do everything. This is in Philippians chapter 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. And uh, I guess that really says to me that this world is full of whingers and complainers. Yeah. And if we have a different attitude as servants of God, what it actually does is shine a light on God. Mm. Um, it yeah. says shining like bright lights in a world full of perverse and crooked people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, and I guess it's just a, a contrast. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, when we're, when we're complaining and we're arguing against the things that we've been asked to do, you know, again, where, where is our focus? Yeah, you know, um, and and same with the humility stuff. You know, yeah. if we're we're trying to be we're we're proud about what we're doing in a way that is all about ourselves. Our focus is on the on the wrong thing. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And like as as a person who's had people working for them um, in business and stuff, and tell you what, it makes such a big difference to what happens in a workplace. Um, yeah. When you have a person that you know is going to be resistant, complaining and arguing. Mm. You just can't get things done. And no. and the bad thing is that often you'll turn to the one who doesn't whinge and complain because they're compliant and they end up carrying a heavier load. So, um, yeah, and, and to actually find that in a workplace where, like, this is being a witness in the world. Mm. Um, if you're in a, a workplace that's not a Christian workplace um, and you live this totally different life, people are going to look what what is different. And, and honestly, even in that, you will get promoted. Yeah. Um, you will succeed because you're actually living out and being uh, what you're meant to be in that workplace. Okay, next one. Work for God, not people. You've already mentioned that a little bit. Um, yeah. Ephesians 6 verse 7, work with enthusiasm. So not just work, but work with enthusiasm. Yeah. As though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And then Colossians three twenty three and 24, work willingly at whatever you do. As though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm. Yeah. Sort of self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I was commenting, I think I think I was talking to you about it last night actually, but, you know, that that verse is, is always particularly in, in the forefront of my mind when I'm when I'm at work and, yep. you know, and I, I was just, I was just joking last night with you that, that, you know, 
this this challenge to work as though you're working for God, but yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure God is not as as dumb as no, I won't. No, no, you know what I mean. Like yeah, there's yeah. just some people you think it's it's really hard to do this as though I'm doing it for God because I know that, <laughs> I know that God isn't like this. You yeah, know? yeah, that's um, it. But again, you know that's a that's a really thing, uh, key thing that we need to we need to capture in our hearts and, yep. and in our minds and, and not let us affect our attitude and not be in that place of, you know, being complaining and whatever about about the people that God's put in our lives to, to work <laughs> yeah, with, you know. Right. And I think that's, yep. again, yeah, I, I, I find that verse really helpful because everything you do can be done in worship and honour of God. And, yeah, that's it. And, you know, so it keeps your attitude in check and it, yep. hopefully that's that's the case yeah and i like that it says remember your master is christ it's like yeah you remember that yeah you know and that's what we're living for uh it doesn't mean we don't call people to account of course matt but you know it's like that whole heart and it's i like both those verses they say it a little bit differently but one said enthusiasm and the other one said work willingly yeah you know it's like i guess that goes to the grudging stuff again all right next one serve with love wow Galatians 5.13, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. I think, you know, if you love someone, you'll serve them well. Um, and I'm sure you know that's true. You love your kids, you love your wife. Um, and so the actual service to them is to go, you know what, I love you. And it actually increases the, the quality of what we do as well. Mm. Because yep. we actually value and treasure that person. So imagine if we're all doing stuff, especially in a church setting, where we're like, you know what, I actually love that person. I'm going to do a really good job. Yeah. 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 And for God as well. But, you know, it, it does. Love increases the beauty of everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then what do we got? Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Not look to men for your reward or recognition um and i think this is one of the things that can really easily creep in for whatever task we're doing like it could even be a hard task um you know where we parade ourselves in front of people and the verse i used there was um, matthew 23 verse 5 where jesus is talking to pharisees there and the start of his sentence was this everything they do is for show in other words mm. i want to be seen um, and I think that's a trap we can all easily fall into because we want to be recognized and rewarded for the amazing hard work we do, and everyone should know that. So we'll do things in front of people um, just so that they can say, oh, you've worked so hard, or you know, just thank you so much for what you do. And to do the things behind the scenes without reward is a real challenge for a lot of people. Mm. Yep. Um, I know people like to say I like to do things behind the scenes but then when they do it they like to be seen doing them behind the scenes yeah. sometimes and yep. it's like you know um, this is not how God's called us to do it it's like obviously you're going to be on show sometimes but what's your motive for mm. doing that you know like I mean you can't lead worship at church without being on show because you're at the front Yeah. but if you make that your goal then you've missed the point um, so it actually applies to every area you know, and everything they do is for show. It's like, look at me. Yeah. You know, I'm such a martyr. This is one of the other things, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, that's so tough. I work so hard. And it's like, oh, they're there, you know. 
why isn't anyone helping you? You need a rest. Oh, you poor baby. And to be honest, like some of the hardest working people, you wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because they're not looking for that reward yeah. from from them. And and I think that's one of the things with you know when um, Jesus was addressing that, he said, "You do your good deeds before men, um, so that you can be seen by men. You've already got your reward. Mm. Uh, you should be looking for a reward in heaven, not not on earth." So, yeah. Yep. Any other comment on that, Matt? No, I think I mean it, it all it all goes hand in hand, surprisingly enough, doesn't it? Like yeah. it's you <laughs> yeah. know, that, that comes back to the humility thing that we were talking about earlier as well and the and yeah. the heart attitude and, and all that kind of thing and just again, remembering who we're doing it for. You yep. know, if we're doing it doing it with the attitude that of that everything that we're doing is for God, then that immediately impacts the the attitude, the you know the, the the approach that we come with things, um, and the way that you know if we're doing stuff for God, you know, um, you know, I, I for me like leading worship as you say it's up front and all that kind of stuff and and you know it's a it's a really key thing that we make sure we're in that place of humility that it's not about us that it's not you know that where where our focus is and you know for me when I'm when I'm leading worship when I when I finish leading worship I just take a moment. And I hand everything over that's happened to God before I step into the congregation and and receive the feedback that I know is going to come, whether that's good or whether that's bad. Yep. Um. So that I have that have that right attitude, and it's not, you know, it's not going to build me up and make me so important. If it, you know, if people were really impressed, and and if they weren't, then it's not going to tear me down. Yep. Because I've already handed all that over to God, and I'm and yep. I'm you know I'm ready and prepared for. Or whatever might come, and, and again, those things hand handed over to God, and you know, show me what I need to do with with this, so I can I can honor and glorify you, yeah, better. That's right. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's there are some things, as you say, that are up front, and and everyone sees it, and and that's hard at times to do that to to not allow that pride and and all that kind of stuff to to get in the way. Yeah. At the same time, there's those things that aren't there, and it's hard. Sometimes to be in that space of going, well, I'm doing this and no one's noticing yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. You know, so there's yeah. that. It it is that, and I think the, the the real key in all of it again is is just making sure that our focus is on God and building His kingdom and doing mm. the things that He's calling us to do, and to do that with that enthusiasm and willingness and yep. without complaining and you know all of the things that we've talked about. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And we're not talking about false humility because this is one of the things that. You know, you do battle, and I'd have to say, genu- genuinely, and most often, it's in worship because um, I've heard it said so many times. You know, oh, you know, we don't want to make us the focus. Like, don't want to take the glory off God. So, you know, we don't want to do. It's almost like we don't want to do the best we can in case mm. we're showing off. And I'm yeah. like, you know, in what we do, if we do a good job, it's not showing off. If we're doing it with the right motive, it's the same thing. You can do things. With a good motive or bad motive, which is what we'll look at next, which is the the servant that's pure of heart, like they've got pure motives. There's no, you know, I'm not in it for me. Um, there's purity in it. Um, and I'm like, how would you like it if I decided I don't want to take the glory from God, so I'm going to preach very average messages because that would honor God because I don't want the focus to be on me. Let me get up and deliver average messages every week because that's what would honor God. That's rubbish. You know, it's like God gave us gifts and talents. Get up there with that guitar and scream at 
you know, but as long as you're doing it for God's glory and not yeah. your own, it doesn't no, matter. That's right. um, make it amazing. Yeah. I mean, know? God, uh, God, God deserves nothing less than perfection. Yeah. And that's... Or our best, don't you reckon? He deserves perfection, I he, guess. He de- no, like, yeah, don't, don't right. hear me wrong. He, yeah, yeah. He, he deserves perfection. We yeah. can't give him that. He deserves <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves our best. And, yeah, absolutely. And I get, yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, using, using worship again. Yep. You know, we're, we're not up there to show off, you know, and I've, I've seen it happen before. Yeah. You, know, you get a, you get a guitar player or a drummer or whatever. That's like, oh, here's my moment to shine. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, yeah. uh, 15 it, minutes of fame. Yeah. In a goldfish bowl. That's right. You know, and, <laughs> and, and because of that attitude, it impacts on the way that things yeah. take place. And, you know, so we really need to guard, guard that. Um, yeah. You know, to be that strong and vibrant community, be the strong and vibrant body of Christ that that we're called to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, that's good, Matt. And yeah, you're right. I think we're where's what have I got next? Not for what you can get out of it. So pure motives. Um, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Um, and then Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive and a a. a Worshipful servant doesn't have a hidden motive. You know, they're not doing something like I often think of that in the terms of networking. It's not really hidden, but it sort of is. You know, they, well, we've got a network, and it's like, really, what you're saying is, what can you give me, or what can I get from you, and what can I sell to you? That's yeah. what networking's about. There's yeah. actually a bad motive in that. It's impure, mm. it's part of life. Yes, I get it. But for Christians, maybe that should be different. Maybe it should be, hey, let me build relationships and see what comes out of it. Without a motive, you know, yeah. I'm not just being your friend to get from you, um, and that can be serving the Lord as well. You know, it's where we like have someone who's greeting or people that you know are saying hi to people. If the motive is we want to be their friends so they stayed at church, that's a terrible motive. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like I just want to connect with you because you're a person that God loves, and who knows where it might go. Yeah. Um, and I want to make you feel welcome and loved. That's a good motive. Mm. Um, and I've heard that many times, even with serving in church, where people have said, we need to get them serving uh, so they stay at church. Well, that's a, that's a horrible motive. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not, mm. There's nothing pure about that at all. Um, it's great that you want them at church, but to get people to serve so they can't miss church, that's not a good motive. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of watching over those things in what we do. What are we actually doing it for um and the last one that i had was not for what you get out of it again i guess that's humility etc but also it can be reward um you're not doing it for that you might get it Mm. which is really good and that's one thing that you know leaders should appreciate the people that are working hard and we should all appreciate each other but yeah um we don't do it so we can get something whether it's recognition whether it's money whether it's fame whether whatever it might be um kudos (laughs) <laughs> whatever it is yeah, yeah. and I, I think we are all susceptible to being all those things that are not a worshipful servant wouldn't you say yes yeah yep so there's not one of those things that I'd look at and go I've never been like that I'm pretty sure I have been each one of those things yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah so it's it's not about you know this again like you said it's not about he deserves that sometimes we fall short yeah. Um, but let's look at it and go examine our own hearts all the time. Yeah. 
am I being this God for you? Um, and the last verse I had was just really Acts 2.18, which talks about how there's a reward. And this is the reward that the Holy Spirit is poured out on your life. And Acts 2.18 was referring to the Joel prophecy about the Holy Spirit will be poured out on his servants, men and women alike, blah, blah, blah. Slaves free, everyone. Yeah. Jew and Gentile, like the Holy Spirit gets poured out, but it says on his servants. And that is a blessing that comes from him. So we know that he loves a cheerful giver. He rewards a cheerful giver. He pours his favor on those that are serving well. Mm. There's an inheritance for those that are serving. Um, so it's a win-win for us. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. especially if we're all serving each other. No one's lacking anything. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Wow. Catch you at episode whatever it is next week. I don't know. We've lost count. <laughs> We've lost count. just so many. <laughs> so so many. many. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks, Neil. See you later.